Hi, I'm Paul Michael Graham, and this is my wife, Neve. We live in Glasgow, um, Scotland, with our two small daughters, um, and then one on the way as well. And the passage that we'll be reading from today is John 6, chapters 24 to 35. So I'm just going to get started. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not labour for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. So the context for this passage is that there's just been the feeding of the 5,000. And after that, Jesus had to sort of escape the crowd because they were going to try and make him the king. Um, But they've managed to track him down. Um, They've tracked him down because... They, they want something um, and what actually happens is instead of rejecting them, Jesus offers them something better, which is always the, the pattern that um, it follows. When we go to the Lord asking for something, we want something, he always um, has something better for us. He says, you're seeking me because you ate your fill of the loaves, right? So they've been given bread and they want more of it and um Jesus says, I'm not just going to give you more normal bread, I'm going to give you bread from heaven. So when they start talking about bread from heaven, um, it's clear that what's been spoken about here is manna. Um, Maybe even from the feeding of the 5,000, that's what was on the crowd's mind, that this is like a new manna that's been given. Manna was the the bread that miraculously uh, was given to God's people uh, during the Exodus. Um, when they were wandering in the desert before they came into the promised land. Um, and it's clear that the crowd would have got that when they're talking about the bread of, uh, about heavenly bread, bread from heaven, that, that manna is being spoken about. Um, in Psalm 78, it talks about um, God the Father saying, He opened the doors of heaven, He rained down on them manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. Man ate the bread of angels. So when the bread of heaven is being spoken about here. It's clear that they're speaking about manna and there would be an understanding of what that represents or what it means, um, which is that it's a link to the eternal dwelling of God. So it's not manna wasn't um, just like something that appeared on earth that God caused to appear on earth miraculously, but there was an understanding that manna actually was from heaven and had come down to earth. Um, as is clear from that that verse from Psalm um, 78. So the first way that Jesus raises their expectations is um, you're not just going to get normal bread, 
you're going to get heavenly bread. And the crowd think, wow, this must be someone really special that's going to give us um, manna again. But then the second way that Jesus changes their, their, way, their way of thinking is he says, not only am I going to give you manna, I am manna, I am heavenly bread. Um, that concrete, physical, tangible thing that your ancestors held in their hands, that was a link um, to the the eternal dwelling of God, this um, awesome, unapproachable, um, frightening, beautiful place. Um, Jesus is saying, that's, that's me. Um, in the flesh, I'm a tangible connection to the awesome, eternal dwelling of, of God Almighty, of the Creator. So apart from anything else in this passage, Jesus is alluding to the fact that um, God is offering them that concrete link to his presence, to his dwelling place, um, and to eternity. It's not just words, it's not just symbolism, but it's a real connection to eternal life in God's presence. And as Christians, we experience that connection um, when we first believe in Jesus and then throughout our lives. I know the times that for me that it's been most tangible has probably been at Kairos events um, and different prayer meetings throughout the years when there's been a lot of other people who also believe and, and know the Lord there. And that's something that most of us have been really cut off from the last year, year and a half. Um, we've definitely struggled with being isolated from our friends our families, um, our community, but also our churches for the past um, while, which has made it a lot harder to see and experience all that Jesus is offering us each day. Um, pandemic aside, <laughs> um, 2020 has probably been one of the most difficult years of our marriage and our lives. I think we would both say that. Um, in January 2020, we had a miscarriage and then we had another one six months later in July 2020. Um, and I think our immediate reaction, especially after the second miscarriage, was one of sort of shock and and anger. And as part of the whole process, um, I was in and out of hospitals quite a lot at different scans um, and different appointments. And I really witnessed firsthand what the world, um, or at least what the early pregnancy units in Scotland um, <laughs> had to offer me in terms of comfort um, and support during what was a really difficult situation. Mm. Um, most of the hospital rooms had what had inspiring quotes on the walls um, that were meant to sort of give you a bit of hope, comfort you. Um, things like, when it's dark, look for the stars. When it's raining, just wait for your rainbow. Things like that, which were really well meant um, but I just felt so deeply how short they were falling in terms of what I needed to support um, me in that situation. Because I have experienced what Jesus offers um, when life is hard, when there are difficulties that we're facing. Um, and it's just so much better than empty words and cliches written on walls in hospitals. Um, I was also really challenged by that realisation um, because I know how often... I turn to what the world or what my friends um, can offer me when I am faced with, with hardship um, before I turn to the Lord. Um, so although this past year has been really distressing and difficult um, for me and for us, I've also been really encouraged because um, Jesus has been reminding me that in pain and in hardship, he offers comfort and hope and strength. And when we're faced with death, um, 
then he is there right beside us, offering us a real connection to mm -hmm. God's presence and to eternal life. Yeah. So the Lord Jesus Christ is given to us like manna um, and is our link to the eternal courts of the living God and of the Father. Amen. God bless everyone. Ba 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 